Hey there, tavern goers. It's Jameson Oxford, your dungeon master. So we have some big news that I kind of want to insert into this episode. We recently got reached out to uh, a, f- a friend of the show named Steph or Starlet Firefly on Twitch is celebrating their 100 follower landmark and is giving us the privilege of being on their show, which is super exciting. Uh, you might know Steph from Welcome to St. Paxton from Geekly Inc., where she plays one of the characters in a Call of Cthulhu campaign. You should go check them out. They're really great, especially if you like spooky ooky stuff. There's going to be giveaways. We're going to have another friend of the show, Druidcraft Designs, is do, is giving away a dice box, along with two other giveaways that Steph is going to be running. If you tune in, you could win some really cool stuff. Not to mention you get to see us, play a game all as PCs together, which Steph has so kindly offered to do. I'm very excited. Don't let them know that. I like to play off that it's always a struggle, but I love them very much and I can't wait to drive them insane with my new character. We're going to be on Twitch on March 27th. We'd love to see you there. It's going to be one of our first forays into Twitch. We'd love to have you guys come and So come on out and support us, support her. We're looking really forward to this. We'd love to see you guys there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please check out her Twitch stream. Once again, it's Starlit Firefly. It's going to be so much fun. March 27th. I'm going to leave links to her Twitch and any information will be in the show notes. Go ahead and check it out. Podcast with the boys the other day. Um, <laughs> yes. oh, God. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. I am your mastermind, Jameson Oxford. We are Real Play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast. I focus on storytelling. I try. It's. I say it a lot, but I'm, I'm learning, guys. This, this, I, I'm not full of myself. This is me. I want to focus on these things. And that's what I feel everyone should do. You should manifest what you want to be good at and go for it and every episode of this is a freaking learning process and learning with me today i am manifesting a million dollars shit the spell sucks anyways hi uh, it's randall back again and uh normally i uh turn jay's titles out of their head but he's expecting it so fuck him yeah uh, <laughs> And also because I realized something after last episode, after I got my new armor. Fucking sense. If Daedalus is Captain Newman, as the running joke was, I'm fucking Captain Griffinport, and I don't know if I'm okay with it anymore. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) Yep. But back again playing Dylan, the rogue uh, Eldritch Knight, and hopefully we can solve some problems today. And to my left. Hey, it's Ryan, and I play Roy. And we never talked about what Muppet Avila would be, and I need to know now. Oh, um, 
Do your intro while I think about this, Jeff. And to my left. Uh, to his left is, of course, your man, sometimes in a hat. It is the gentleman, the skeleton, Mr. Grimm. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're back. fucking Muppets. <laughs> he's Googling Muppets right now. You so fucking can... cheater. Yeah, he's, he's really... I'm watching it. I need, I need the name of the Muppet, okay? I'm watching your screen right now. We're all watching his screen right now. That's he's presenting he's to doing. us. <laughs> you're a Templar, bud. So... Have you guys say, there's not enough female Muppets. Not really, yeah. There's, they're, they're yeah, longer. there's not really a lot of female Muppets. Gender inequality, there, right. for sure. God damn it, Jim Hansen. All right. He needs more than the, his Miss Piggy poster hanging on his wall. Truly. Uh, so let's get into this. Uh, Before uh, you do tavern so... keeping, I'm going to have to adjust the Muppet that I said Grim was, or that we thought Grim was last time. Because if if Avil and Grim are not Statler and Waldorf, then I don't know who are. <laughs> oh, Yo, have you no. seen the thing that says Statler and Waldorf are married? That makes They're sense. gay and married? Yeah, it makes sense. That's great. Because it was like... It makes sense for criminal meal, too. Yeah, it does. Uh, something came up about, like, gay representation in the Muppets or whatever, and then uh, and somebody was like, um, excuse me? And they had just fucking Sattler and Waldorf. And it was like, <laughs> two older gentlemen who regularly go to the theater to be catty? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody else expanded upon it, like, have you ever seen Waldorf's wife? It's just Sattler dressed as a woman. <laughs> And it is. Wow. Oh, fuck. Rad. So, also, uh, Bruce is Sam the Eagle. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, let's get back into I have into no this. arguments there. It's and just, Bop just... is the Swedish chef. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> so let's clean up these tables, wipe down these counters, mop up they... the floors, put the gun down. Let's get a little uh, Hindaviga uh, going. So... Beardy here. Uh, once again, thank you all for coming in and listening and, uh, for checking in on us and making sure that our mental health is fully unstable. Thanks mostly in part to this game. Um, we love you. We appreciate every single one of you in ways that can't be expressed via sound media. I just want to give you a big old bear hug, you silly sons of guns, you. And with that being said... If you want to connect with us even further, like the wonderful people who gave us Christmas gifts, or or even the people who are have a whole a whole like Twitter stream about us, that's wild. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I had an essay written about Dylan hey. being a good boy. Like I said bro. last time, they're pulling double duty and they need to chill. Never chill. No, really. I love no. it. <laughs> but if you want to get fire. involved. If you want to get involved with any of that stuff, I'll tell you a couple ways you can. Of course, we got we got the Twitter that is surprisingly active. Tell them about the Twitter. That's at Torchlet Tavern. Uh, we got the the Instagram, which is currently inactive, but like not incredibly inactive. There's, I think we posted pictures of stuff on there recently. We should have. Yeah, Jay. What's the uh... What's the Instagram? <laughs> That is also at Torchlight Tavern. Like, we have things to post, and you haven't posted, you son of a bitch. I'm, I'm way behind. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Hey. I, was, I was holding them back because I didn't want to spoil stuff, and then, and then I forgot. Hey, he's a shitter, but don't bring his mother into this. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, and then we have a Facebook, which, was, which is also pretty active. Tell them about the Facebook. That's Facebook.com slash Torchlight Tavern. We have our own website, which, you know, we managed to keep running. 
That's something. Tell them about that. Yeah. Torchlighttavern.com. And then, of course, if you want to give a little bit extra, you want to go a bit extra on the mile there, you know, short of sending us Christmas presents or something like that. We also have the Patreon. Tell them about the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash torchlighttavern. You can find us there or any of those other places. We'll gladly chop it up with you in a number of ways. Each and every one of us kind of check in here and there. So thank you for your your time, your support. Like, share, subscribe. I love the fact that you share. Uh, Keep subscribing. Rate and review if you can so that more people are subjected to our weird brand of comedy, I want to say. But... It always applies. It depends on who you're talking so, to. Storytelling. Let's go with storytelling. Our weird brand of storytelling. All right, let's crack into this. The Sesame Street is Muppets. We know this. Uh, I think that Bop is Grouch. <laughs> no, Bop? Bop? Bop's Oscar the Grouch. Sabobos is uh, Snuffleupagus. Yeah, I, abs- abs- absolutely. I was going to say the same thing. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Fucking Dayless is Big Bird. Let's go. Snuffleupagus? Yes. is Snuffleupagus. Anyway. Dayless is Big Bird. Let's go. That's it. We're done. Last time on Torch the Tavern. That's it. It's Granlin. It's a wrap on our whole existence. Granlin. You want Granlin now? I want want Granlin. Fuck. Dude. Uh, We're done. Done. I'm not making her a Muppet. She's going to be the one human human being in the story. (laughs) That makes too much sense. She's not even a human being in our story. It doesn't matter. Uh, Anyway. Last time on Torchlit Tavern. After a quick and efficient fight with what appeared to be incredibly large rodents that had been chasing a flea street child, the gang again prepared to head out into the storm, both literally and figuratively. First, they waited for Mullion's return, however, who went out to scout for safe channels of egress from a flooding city. Uninterested in a brief rest, Grim went to check on his friends at the Church of Moors, briefly sharing information and a future means of contact. Before returning to the group, however, Grimm took a moment to try to attune to the Fey via the Mantle of Spring. Upon doing so, he became linked to the many embattled and thriving hearts of the city's people, and through that realized a deeper connection found with the city's people and the strange gem that they found long ago beneath the city, a head-sized red gem that Grimm has kept in his hat. After making this strange realization, Grimm headed back to the Church of Vespra. And we pick back up at the Church of Vespra with you guys waiting for Grimm. And that is where we left off. Uh, I would like to retcon something that I said earlier. Uh, so Bobo says Bobo the Bear. Oh my god. Oh, Bo- oh, Bobo the Bear. Yeah, that's good. Moving on. <laughs> and that, so, so we pick up with Roy and Dylan having a really weird nerd conversation about some action scrolls they read recently. Uh, Dylan's going to look slightly above Roy's head because it's established Dylan can see. Uh, yeah. Um, Avil, uh, who, Avil... So like, so like, if we were doing Sesame Street instead, fucking like Dylan's Grover. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. <laughs> Sesame Street's just got a better cast for you guys. <laughs> uh, Dylan looks at Roy as he's resting for a second, then looks slightly above Roy because it's established, you know, Dylan can see. You know, I'm never quite used to that, Dylan, that you can see me. Yeah. Um, at the risk of, once again, being the awkward person I sometimes stumble into being, can me and you have a private conversation for a moment? Roy chokes on, I don't know what, but he chokes on <laughs> He He walks over, grabs a drink, and chokes on his drink. <laughs> do you mean without Roy? Yes. Can you do that? 
She's been able to go away from you before, and I was just... Not for very long. It won't be long. And it was... When I was stronger, I could go further. I don't think I could give him more than 15 feet. Balls. I can, like... Earmuffs, or, like... (laughs) Whatever whatever you've got to say to her, you can say to me, goddammit. You move about 10 feet away, and Roy does earmuffs. (laughs) most awkward conversation we could have had i tried to not make it awkward i know <laughs> I it's just it, I, I i but i but i really am leading she's weak and i'm like that's not that hasn't gone away so yeah you see me cover my ears but i'm you see you see a couple of them are just just spread just a little bit. uh yeah dylan's, ha- <laughs> dylan's a dad he understands what earmuffs actually mean <laughs> roy do you want me, do you want me to roll <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. I don't think you can off. hide it from her. Uh, I'll wave her off. It's fine. I I know it's fine. <laughs> My what is it that you don't want him what? to hear, Dylan? <laughs> it wasn't necessarily what I didn't want him to hear. It was more just talking you to me. Oh. Just that's all. It's not a secret or anything. It was just more. Is everything know. okay? Okay, and no. then in the background, I'm just like, la, 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 la. la. Uh, his ear, it's still, like, cracked ears slightly, though. <laughs> uh, no, um, it's that I wanted to come to you and do the right thing and apologize. Because, it, no, it, if... For you, what? If you let, I, um, as you know, I went through my share of experiences with a patron. And it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth for a long time. A lot of bad things were done to me. A lot of bad things were forced upon me. And I've been dealing with that. And since then, I put a lot of what happened to me onto you. Because and you, you, you were... accused me of treating Roy the way your patron treated you. Yeah, because I was on the outside looking in. And I had a very a skewed perception of what patrons were. And I wanted to apologize to you directly. I understood. That part... I, I accept your apology. And uh, early on, you wouldn't have been far wrong because I was just trying to accomplish a mission. But but yes, it's it's different, and I'm... Thank you for your apology. And uh, I understand that you are weaker, and that depending on how this plays out, you might be losing Roy as your, let's say, base of operations, and as such, losing everything your existence basically and i'd i suppose what what i would like to offer is i know what the other side looks like i know how scary it can be and you've described what it's like for Faye in certain situations so i'm scared to death of ever taking another patron and i will never ever search one out but if you need another place to reside if you need another person i would gladly except you to be honest I'm not sure if I ever could have made good on that threat that I made um, but thank you I being Faye is a lot like being human I've come to find it's, it's way more similar than I ever thought and don't tell Grim that don't tell Grim that he'll get so upset yes he will but I think he's learning it too that we're not that different you couldn't possibly have learned everything it is to be Faye and just as I have not possibly learned everything that it is to be human but through Roy, I've gotten a crash course, which has helped me understand you as well. And I do want to apologize for being brash or aggressive with you in the past, because I told you that it just felt... 
Like you are working against me, but obviously we've always been working to the same cause. We just had different priorities. Yeah. But our priorities are the same now, Dylan. And I can't wait to see what we can do. Roy, what do you think? Yeah, no, we don't play I have a passive insight of 21. You want to play? There's a 15 plus 9 of deception. Fuck you. That's a 19 plus 11. Fuck you. I wasted 19. Fuck. Dylan gives a dad glance. Yeah, I don't know when he mastered it, but he mastered it at some point. <laughs> if I'm being real with you, fully wasn't paying attention. Oh, god damn it, dude. <laughs> so maybe I was la-la-lying this whole time. Oh, he actually mm, was doing but it. But I got really into my la-la-lying, so as it turns out, I actually didn't hear what you were saying. He was. He actually just started singing. Avil, turn, Avil turns to you, and she's like, maybe maybe if it comes up, I'll, I'll transfer into you. It'll, it'll, be, it'll work out great. It'll be, it'll be, <sighs> Usually, yeah, I mean... Kind of, kind of mind meld a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. ADD is a hell of a drug. So, Roy, <laughs> was there something you wanted to do? But while you uh, were, you got a few minutes. Yeah, I guess while they're over there finishing up, and I'm not paying attention to them, I will go and uh, I'm gonna go and walk over and sit at a table, and I'm going to call Kendra over. Hey, uh, Kendra, you got a minute? Um, yeah. Yeah, Roy. Uh, I've got nothing but time. Uh, she's really anxious. Like she, she ever since you took her out of the tinderbox, she looks like a fish out of water. She's been trying to find something to do. So she's been, but she's been like the nuns have everything on lock. So she just sort of walks up, tries to help, doesn't find a rhythm. And uh, when you catch her, she looks relieved to be distracted. So she's like, "Yeah, Roy, what do you, what do you need?" Fantastic! I can't wait to make this so much worse. Um. <laughs> That's, that's the dream. Uh, yeah, Roy, 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 Roy. Lately, you've you've been a help to me. Please don't break that habit. I don't know if you've noticed. As you look around the room, somebody is clearly missing. I'm going to uh, stand up on on the chair, and then I'm going to look around and notice that we are still like that. At this point, we are now eye to eye. Okay. So I'm going to get higher and stand up on the table. I'm going to get as close as possible and I'm going to give her a hug. And I'm oh. going to say, this is from Bruce. And he says that he's sorry he could not give this to you himself. Oh. Yeah. I, I, in, the, in, in, the, in the scramble, I didn't really think about it. But uh, I saw you guys talking to Granlin. Yeah, he uh, decided it was time. And he, uh, he went off to the mountain. And so he asked me to uh, let you know and to give you this hug and that uh, everything's going to be okay. So she's, she stands in silence. Like, it, you can tell it that she, she's been aware, obviously, that, that this has happened, but she hasn't... Uh, had the time to compute, and now it, now you're forcing her to sort of come to terms with this. And she she takes your hug, but she's like kind of dazed and like and um, so you hand her the note. Yeah. Um, God, I I, I don't want to read it. If I read it, it's yeah, real, I right? I didn't uh, I didn't want to read mine either. So uh, I I feel in fact, uh, the only reason why I remembered 
to tell you at all is because I recently uh, read mine again. <sighs> Did it help? No, no. But it's uh, it's be- it's it's better than Roy. Roy, I know you. I know that you, I know you can lie. Uh, if if you recall from our first meeting, I'm I'm bad at it. So, at least to you, anyway. I don't know why, but yeah, but it, but you. Uh, I I couldn't even continue giving you a fake name within twenty minutes of meeting you. So, um, you know what, Roy? I'm I'm not ready to uh, to make it that real. So, and she just sort of folds the letter up and puts it in her purse. I'll I'll read it later. When this is over, and I have time to actually grieve. I'm hoping that I'll be able to do it in the tinderbox in my room. I'll try to make sure you can. Yeah, I don't think I can lose both of them today. Not not the same day. Also, uh, I've got this fish. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen Laic around, but if you could give it to him, I think he'd like it. Oh my god, Laic. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, I've been taking good care of your cat, Roy. I promise. <laughs> and I she backs you. up out the door to the alleyway to the tinderbox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything of it, and I just walk away. <laughs> that that cat has a higher kill count than anyone on this fucking party. <laughs> Seriously, you wonder, why we ha- you wonder why we keep telling you Franklin isn't around anymore. <laughs> oh, no! Franklin! <laughs> Cat, cat versus crab fight. I'd watch that. Anyway, I'd watch shit out of that. <laughs> so, uh, Dylan's gonna walk over to Sandra. Hey, and he's gonna pull her aside. I got a bad idea. Um, which is just, like all of them. <laughs> she, you, you see, she's like re-kidding herself. She's, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's re-getting like cleaned up a little bit and re-putting on her armor. Because you guys are getting ready to head back out. Uh, you find her in her, her normal quarters that you used to meet up with her in. Um, that I used to sleep in. Yeah, yeah, your, your house, essentially. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So she's, there, so she's there in your bedroom and uh, getting redressed, re-kitted out. She's putting on her gear, attuning to her items. And uh, you see her just, like, finishing up putting on her cloak when you come in. Let me correct how Dylan enters then. He walks in. He looks at Sandra. Uh... Slaps himself, and so <laughs> uh, I have uh, I, I have a terrible idea. I don't think we have time, Dylan. Okay, that wasn't my idea, but now I'm sad. Uh, <laughs> okay, I didn't know my day could get worse. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what's up? What do you? What's what's the problem? So there's a place I remembered that might have some equipment for. All of us, including the priests and the wizards and everyone, that could help us. And at this point, the city's gonna go. I'd rather just pay them back later, if need be, because it's gonna get fucked up anyways. So, there's this place called, uh, Bloodbath and Beyond, and, uh, it happens to have certain items which are quite powerful. Yeah. And could the- possibly, possibly... This is in the city? Yeah, okay, let me let me be more direct. It has a shitload of magic items I could probably punch a hole through a fucking fist of Newman. Roy pops his head around the corner. Did someone say Bloodbath and Yeon? God damn it! <laughs> How are you so perceptive? And I am so not stealthy! <laughs> um, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Is it in somewhere that's hard to get to? It's, it's... Oh, fuck it. Roy, get in here. <laughs> I, I, know, I know the knock. 
I don't um, remember the knock, but I know the knock. <laughs> do you do you think it's still being guarded? Well, is it? Wait, it sorry, ha- is it guarded? She doesn't know any of the shit. Uh, it's it should have a decent guard on it due to what's inside, and most people don't know it exists. Hold on, who owns it? Who guards it? It's basically a black market thieves guild. The th- you, didn't we just talk about the thieves guild not having manpower? How, who's guarding it? I mean, it's typically run by one guy. I don't know. I imagine he is Lenny. Not, like not a total piece of shit. Although he does tend to act like one. Listen, Lenny the Narc is a trustworthy man. Halfling. <laughs> He's still a man. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What I was thinking about is, I mean, it's probably not smart for the two paladin-looking motherfuckers to roll up there. I'm just gonna be honest with you. As I went with Sabobos last time. I know, but the <laughs> Thieves Guild don't have updated information about who I am. So the last they heard about me... Well, Roy's with you. They know Roy. Yeah, that. Yeah, but the thing is, with us going out and everything, it might be best for you guys to hit it on your way back, because you'll have Darius, you'll have Mullion, you'll have Roy, and you guys can pick up things and whatever is needed. And I've survived on less, so I don't really need too much. Do you have a list? Uh, Avil does pipe up and... Cause she, and she's like, I've been with Roy when he goes to the bloodbath and beyond, and I low-key size up Lenny the Narc all the time. You could basically kick his ass if he but even tried to stop why, you. Why would you want to hurt Lenny the Narc? Lenny's I a good guy! I'm just saying if it came to it, you could kick his ass. I, 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 you. I, 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 I appreciate the compliment. I really do. He's alright. He's not, like, the best guy. I mean, he did tell me he's had... You know, my my little bubbles, and then lies to me and says he doesn't. But I know he has them. He's a thief, Roy. It's like it's, your it's job literally to lie? called the Thieves Guild. I don't know what you want. Last okay, time you okay. spoke to him, you didn't run the thing. Okay, okay, we're getting off track. Avil, I appreciate the compliment. I totally could kick his ass. I mean, if anything really happens pretty. to Malian and we don't get Darius out, technically I do run it. So, I yeah, it, yeah, yeah. right. So it's 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 your stuff. Yeah, that's ours. Yeah, listen. Roy, I'll scribble down a list of a few things I could use. We'll go from there. The money he takes is more of a donation, really. So Sanders, like, I'm only hearing two thirds of this conversation. Could somebody please catch me up? Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I forget not everyone. Man, it is weird having a voice in my head again. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. All right. All right. Put it simply, I was just offering the idea that one of our groups should probably raid that place and i know mr grim is somewhere soiling himself in excitement with the idea of being able to take a bunch of magic items and use them for himself so speaking of that just real quick as the dungeon master (laughs) we're gonna throw up the map so that you understand what you're talking about you guys are at the tinderbox and for the listener the tinderbox is sort of in the southern west quadrant of the city yeah it's not exactly on the way is east and south back toward the main gate that you guys came in it's been at least an hour. It's been a couple hours since you guys showed back up in the town and things are flooding. Your guess is heading back that way unless Mullion comes back and says that the flooding floodwaters are specifically in a certain area. Moving south is going to be difficult. Uh, and well, once again, moving through the city, you always incur the chance of running into guards. So yeah, um, so... so at this point, seeing as everyone's in her bedchambers, Sandra shuffles people out of the fucking room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, can I stay? Uh, no, fuck. <laughs> if you need to get redressed, but get ready. We're, it's, it's, we need to go. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just, yeah, you missed a yeah. button, but red's a good color, Sandra. Uh, yeah. Right. I, yeah, yeah I, I mean, kills it I, I left that button undone. 
a choice. Um, never mind. I fucking love Vespera. Wait, if it's flooding, I do have boats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you know who 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 has a passive perception of any renown? It's twenty-one. Randall, Dylan, yeah. Dylan, through the door frame of the Temple of Vespera, out in the rain, you notice that the manhole cover pops up for a moment and then like rotates like some it, like rotating back and forth it just gets thrown to the side and you see Mullion pops up out of the water um as he shoots out of the water you notice that he is soaked he is wearing what looks to be what's left of some bedraggled uh co- like he, he looks different than when he left he has a new costume on his makeup is like half washed off and as he pops up out of the manhole cover you see a geyser of water is flooding out of it as well hey Pennywise what's up Hey, Molly, yeah. you've got gray on you. <sighs> yeah. I don't think it's gray water anymore, Roy. It's pretty fucking flushed out right now. Uh, he comes shuffling over and yelling to you guys and comes into the Church of Vespera. He's soaked head to toe. I got bad news. The sewers are a no-go. It looks like it. Yeah. I uh, I barely made it out of there uh, before it flooded completely. And uh, the whole southern... Everything three miles south of us is underwater. And I imagine that the temple will be underwater in, in another two hours. Got it. It'll probably be flooded here, too. Uh, so, we don't need my wagon that I have in the bag of holding, but the boat might be useful. I mean, it's, st- it's still relatively dry here, but soon the wagon will be... You, you'd be better off with a boat. Do you have a boat? I have a boat. You have a canoe. I why have a ha- boat. Why do you have a boat? Where's... Like, know, like in your room. Okay, who do you think we hung out with for like so long? Mullion has never game? seen your boat. I actually have had I've had two boats. I gave one away to Bruce. And Mullion has never seen either one of your fold-out boats. Uh, Dylan. I'm almost cracks open. Dylan cracks open the bag of holding and pulls out a slight canoe. See, I got this boat. Pushes it in. Then pulls out like the arm of like the front of a wagon. And I got a wagon. And he pushes it back in. I also got this battering ram. I got. Uh, tent. I never used this tent. I probably should have used this tent. Uh, right. Why do I have this? Why do I have a scroll? I don't okay. I, I don't. I don't think we're setting up a camp, and I don't think you want to open that in the rain. We we do need to go. Are we ready to head out? Um. He goes over. He he looks to Granlin. Uh, Granlin. I um. I don't think you're gonna walk out the front gate anymore. Is what I'm saying. Uh. And I don't know if you're gonna ferry everybody on one boat. Um. I have a question. Before we get into the planning season and think of all these great ideas, where's the Skeleman? What? Well, uh, Grim's not here? Ah, fuck. Grim, we pick back up with you uh, making your realizations from last episode and putting away your the heart and the mantle as you are turning and getting ready to leave uh, with your thoughts kind of racing about what you've... It, what the strange tidbits of information you're putting together. Um... You turn, and in the dark, you are confronted with a wall of beady little eyes. And you realize that while you've been meditating, you've been surrounded by what you're guessing is rodents. Some of them are small, a lot of them are big, uh, but basically, you're not alone. <laughs> um, can I, can I make a roll to either intimidate them, as now I'm no longer focusing on spring... Now we're back to my old predator self. Mm-hmm. Or just make them fall in line. Roll me and intimidate. And tell me what you do. Okay. I rolled a 16. 
Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at these beady little eyes that are kind of like glowing in the in the darkness. And then I'm going to look around and then my eyes are going to f- flash up <laughs> real bright. My sockets are going to flash up real bright and the markings around me. And I'm going to, you know, uh, kind of puff myself up a little and go and uh, say to them, because fuck it, I'll just say some shit to them. I am the one who leads hunts here and anywhere else. Follow or run. Uh, You see a bunch of rats skittering backwards for a moment. A lot of the big ones kind of rear up and look like they're very confused as to what's going on. Uh, It... You're, you're, they probably don't understand common, but your intent is uh, is very obvious. And as you see them sort of back away, though, on the wind, you hear a short melody, as though played by a flute. And from behind you, you hear a voice. You may run the hunt, but I will always be in charge of these. I turn to face what I now know is Pan, and I go, not a boy anymore. As you turn and you see him, uh, he's standing sort of silhouetted in the front door, half, like half in the rain. Uh, and you can't quite see his face yet, but he's like, Grim, I've been looking for you. Mm, I'm glad you found me. You're not a time, Grim. I need you to put on that mantle. Now is not the time. We have one more day. I'm... Come tomorrow, it will be going through. Grim. And I think you should put it on. Oh, do you? Yes. Is that what you think? And he steps forward, and once he gets into the dark, you can see his face. He looks disheveled and rabid. And he's like, that's good, Grim. Because if you don't put it on, I'm gonna. And I don't have a choice, and neither will you. Put it on, or die. Right now? Yes. You wish me to doom us all now? Roll insight. Uh, 17. Uh, so you're, you're realizing that as threatening as he's being, he seems to be out of control. The pull of the mantle is getting to your old acquaintance. He is legitimately giving you the last choice he is going to be capable of. He, he, you've been warned multiple times that the mantle will pull Faye to it, and because he is a spring Faye, the pull is very strong. Yeah. Don't force this. You can't stop nature, Grim. And uh, he starts to play his pipes. And I need you to roll initiative. We're so fucked. It took us a Bobos to take this guy down last time. How loud is that? 16. The pipes? Yes. Uh, it's going to be a high DC, but I will let you roll a perception check. But he is, he, he's, he's a little ways away from you at this stage. I probably wouldn't be able to make that check since I'm not Faye, right? Yeah, I'm going to give him the chance because of his link with a veal. That hour, I imagine that was a uh, short rest? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, you got <clears throat> it. Short rest has happened. <laughs> uh, 15 plus 2? No. All right. You don't, you don't hear anything. Grim, what'd you roll for initiative? Would you like to borrow my perception score? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Uh... He rolled a 26. <laughs> For my initiative, I rolled a um, 16. All right. Grim, what's your armor class? You were immediately attacked by five rats. 15. He plays some notes on his pipes, 
and just several of the larger rats immediately pounce toward you, Grim. That's going to be one hit, two hit. Fuck, they're rolling great. That's a miss. That's a miss. That's a miss. Okay, so only two hit. They started out great. All right, Grim, you're going to take... It's going to be immediately 22 points of damage as these both grab you by, like, each... like. Like, both, one grabs your leg, one grabs you by the arm, and you sort of get yanked around by these very large rodents. As Pan, the Pied Piper, begins to assault you. Uh, okay. You see Pan, he takes five steps back out into the rain and uh, prepares to cast a spell. Okay. It's your turn. Absolutely. Also, those rats attacked on his round, not theirs. Uh, and to give you a concrete number of, like, actual combatants, it seems that in this tight little room, there are just the five rats with you at the moment, but you saw a lot of eyes around. Yeah, of course. We're so fucked. Okay. You're fine. Do... <laughs> <laughs> We're so fucked. All right. I'm going to take my movement and move. Am I inside a building currently? Uh, yeah. The last we set up, you were inside a hovel next to a merchant shop. Absolutely. So there's the there's like a doorway into the merchant like that opens up into the merchant shop that you could exit, or there's going through this back door that you, that uh, Pan has uh, confronted you from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you will uh, take attacks gonna... of opportunity from the rats if you move, unless you disengage or do something else. But otherwise, you are you have two means of egress unless you make a third. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast uh, stone skin on myself. Hmm. Uh, get that out of the way. Okay. And then I'm going to move all the way outside of the building, like, or till I can just see outside. And then uh, once I can see a decent distance, then I'm going to use Quicken Spell, which we agreed I can use as long as the so two spells don't the level. exceed the max level yeah. of what I can cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to cast... Uh, Oh, wait, hold on. I have to make sure that this can work. As you step out into the rain, uh, it beats down on you. Uh, you notice that you are in an area of town where the floodwaters south of you, you can see just there are there are hovels at this point that are half submerged in water um, as you are as you. So you move away from the rats, too, as well. Yeah, you I'm just trying out. to move okay. uh, outside. Is your armor class higher with stone skin? Uh, no, but it take it means I take resistance to damage. Okay, so you do get to attack two more times as you're stepping out into the rain. It's going to be with resistance. Another, that one's only going to be 20 points of damage half, so you take 10. And as you step out into the rain with your quickened spell on your lips, whatever you're going to do, I'm not sure yet, uh, yeah. he, he says, you shouldn't have attuned to the mantle. If you needed time, you spoiled it. You have two choices. You're going to become something you ain't right now. You're either going to become spring, or you're going to become prey. <laughs> Man. Uh, Shit. So, uh, with my quicken spell, I'm going to cast Hold Person on Pan. Okay. Which, my, my idea here, I realize he's not technically a person, but we are of the same like. So, t- I should know whether or not that would or wouldn't work. Just give me the heads up right now. Okay, so Grim knowing his adversary a little bit, it's a charisma check. It's my check. favorite enemy. It's a so charisma check, right? Good. It's a con. Oh, you think old that it might? Oh, sorry, old it's per- a wisdom. Oh, old, old person has a wisdom. Uh, you know, you know, he's not 
a slouch when it comes to wisdom, but uh, you 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 feel that it's it's doable, knowing him. So okay. it's not it's not a foolish choice, but it, it could be a risky one. He's not he's not unwise, but he's not like he's not invulnerable to such a thing. Right, and and he seems to be shaken right now. Shaken. He's so. he's manic. I don't know if he's shaken. That being said, here's something that I haven't talked about. You're a full fay now. He's a full fay now. And while we made a joke a long time ago about what that fucking means, you're both gonna roll checks right now. Cause Grim, I'm adding in some fay shit to your character. Okay. You have frightening presence should you wish to activate it. He has charm person. So I I know it was a joke, but I actually do love the concept of fay charming and frightening each other constantly while battling. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, do I get to free action frightening presence? It, it you're both going to roll against each other's shit right now. Okay, fantastic. What's the... It's a save, right? It's a save. It is a uh, wisdom... Is it a wisdom fright... Uh, charm? Charm I thought was a charisma. Well, for his, for his charm, it's actually his entrancing pipes, which I've made a DC wisdom check uh, to resist the effects of suggestion. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be his suggestion that you are that you must become prey or fa- or or spring uh, as so if you you have to beat a DC 18. Fuck, that's a high DC. It okay, is. Okay, he's, t- okay, he's tough. Okay. Like, he was built to take on a party. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not going to do it. But he has to beat my frightening presence, which is also an 18. Is it? Yes. Okay. My my current DC for anything's 18. Okay. Wow. This is fun. <laughs> so. So what do you do so with your So if he loses, spell? do we nullify? Um, nah, man. I think it's way more fun because neither one of you are immune to the shit for it to just happen. Okay. Well, I lost. I'm definitely, I'm going to sort of follow his suggestion, I guess. So you're going to, are you going to put on the mantle or run? Well, I plan on running, but okay. I'm going to run the way You've got your quick and spell still, so it's still your turn, even though we just did a lot of weird shit. Okay. You still, still have your turn. bonus action here. Technically, you don't have the quick yeah. and spell, but you have your bonus action. Uh... Yeah, I uh, I used my I'm gonna use my quicken spell here for sure. Hold on, let me look how many points it's gonna cost me. Two. I'm going to use my quicken spell to cast hold person on him, which will be a DC 18 wisdom save. Okay. Okay. Um, that's the end of your round. That's the end of my round. All right. So on your next round, you must uh follow the suggestion he gave you, which was, ironically. A choice. He gave you one. You see, as you cast that spell, you get a brief glimpse before you are immediately tackled by more rodents. That he gets this alarmed look on his face, tries to take a step back, and freezes in place. The notes to the spell wear off, but the rats are on their own for this round. So, uh, two of the rats, no longer under control, do not get involved. But three, who have already attacked you and have bloodlust in their eyes, are going for it. They didn't have to make their fear roll, too? Oh, well, shit, you're right. All right, so... All right, they actually, because they're not under his uh, spell, can't attack you. They all... Wait, let me get the other two, because I don't get the other All right, yeah, no, I don't think they can roll high enough. One of them rolled a nat 20, but they have, like, a minus three. Fantastic. So, yeah, so they, they, they... You see, like, all of the rodents around you scatter, and he freezes. You are still compelled, however... Uh, but, right. but I because... have to be prey, even though I'm totally the predator now. All right, so at the end of his round, uh, he gets to roll against whole person, correct? Um, yeah, I believe it's at the end of his round. Okay, so he's done. He has 
Um, yes, it's at the end. Uh, he does have a legendary action. Before one of the rats runs, he's going to mentally compel, compel them to attack, because he does have rats under his thing, but it's only the one for the legendary action. It's going to miss, as one of the rats does get, like, freak, like f- tries to run, gets freaked out, comes back, sniffs at you, like, half-heartedly, and then runs away again. It's your turn. He's going to roll his save. Uh, he does finish taking his step back at the end of that round. It's your turn. Uh, I run towards him. Okay. And upon becoming... Your prey. Close. I'm aware. Okay, you can't violate upon the becoming, suggestion, so careful. This is part of running. Okay. So I'm running towards him, which would be away, because towards him is towards the place I have to go anyway, right? Uh, he's... Sure. Why not? I don't know how much... I can't be that far away from him, so it's probably... No, you guys like were more no, only like 10 feet apart, because he stepped back into the rain to, to like put distance between you two, and then uh, you stepped out just in front of the doorway, so... Yeah, so I run the, the 10 feet of my 30, then I just thunder step. Okay. Uh, which will hit him for 3d10. He does get a save for half, right? Yes, it's a con 18. Nope, all right. So that's uh, 2, 7, and 9, which is a total of 18. Okay, so he takes 18 damage. You see him get rocked, and you boop. Where Boom. you go? I'm 90 feet away. Okay, where? And Do you want to be on a roof? you want to be on the street? Where are you going? Definitely on a roof. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to move the other 20 of my movement. So, yeah, I, I, I hit a roof 90 feet away, and then I move 20 more feet. I'm now 100 feet away from him. All right. We're going to put you on the main thoroughfare that, that kind of puts or these two places that connects the poor district from, like, the merchant quarter. Like, you make it to this street. You were somewhere in here. Yeah. You, uh, so there's like this startling line where there's this very wide street that cuts between the two. Um, Grim wouldn't know this history, but at one point the wall actually snaked around here, but at one point the wall was torn down by the poor to build other houses. So there, so where this used to have a big gated wall is now an empty road. And that's where you are right now. Uh, it is surprisingly clean, like, um, because it's like a 50 foot gap that the merchants' quarter and like the city watch keep keep uh, keep maintained between like the living spaces and the town itself. Do I get to make another roll at the end of my turn for uh, his suggestion? You suggest a course of activity and magically influence up to twelve creatures of your choice, or do some other obviously harmful act. Automatically negates the effect of the spell. Each target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it pursues the course of action you described to the best of its ability. The suggested course of action can continue for the entire duration. If the suggested activity can be completed in a shorter time, the spell ends when the subject finishes what it has been asked to do. You can also specify conditions that will trigger a special activity during the duration. So so you have to play prey to Pan in particular for 24 hours. Jesus. Yeah. Suggestion's amazing. It's yeah. why you should be a bard at all times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a rough one. Uh, so there's no changing your mind uh, from doing this for at least a day, at least when it comes to Pan. That's not entirely true because he gave me options, so at any point I could change my mind and take the other option. You could, yes. <laughs> Jeff's going to lawyer the fuck out of this. That being <laughs> said, what do you do next? Because 90 feet of distance is enough for me to say that that combat is over and it would be more of a skill challenge to just run. 
So I'm way more than 90 feet. I'm at, well, not way. I'm 20 more feet than that. So I'm actually 110 feet away. Yeah, like I said, that is plenty of distance to sort of end that combat if that's the end of, like, if you're just going to run, we're going to handle it a different way now. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to, I may be suggested, but I'm not out of my fucking mind. I'm not going to put on that mantle right now. That throws so much shit into disarray yep. quite instantaneously. Yes. I'm um, aware. Yeah. So as you go 120 feet away, his pipes have a 100-foot range. You see rats start coming out of doors as if they're fleeing the flood. But they're not just fleeing the flood. They're fucking chasing you. So every rat that was within that radius turns to look at you. And you just watch them sort of start to move. And further down the street, you can watch him playing the pipes and steadily marching your way. And the, anyone that gets within the frightening presence range has to make a save. Yeah, it's it's literally uh, them saving against him and then having the save against you. And then it just, ha- it's a weird battle of wills. So you watch rats break off and flee. You watch rats that surge forward anyway. You like, it. it it's total like this teeming ball of hair. And all the while, the pipes keep playing. I, I move. So uh, ten minutes later of you moving through the city, you 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 guys uh, are getting ready to leave. At this point, Moyne's like, "Hey, I don't know if we can wait for him. All right, we don't know what happened." Yeah, you're just mad you lost it, Go Fish, but it's okay. How far away is he? Am I able to just like, "Hey, we're leaving," to put a number on it? You guys are. If I say that in the last few minutes he moved through this part of the city, he's three blocks away. Uh, well. I'll check. I'll check. You know what? I'll do it. Uh, calling all cars, calling all cars, and I'll use our message spell that we always forget about. Yeah. Message is range. Uh, I, I'm actually looking that up as well, because he might not be in range. Uh, it, it, it is also blocked by three feet of wood, and I would argue probably that the city at any point is going to give you three feet of wood. It's going yeah. like, to be like a bad radio signal, even if he gets within range, just because of the shit in your way. If we're outside, and he's outside... It should fucking work. And it can snake, but if it snakes, it has to move further. So it's literally like bad radio waves. It's 120 feet. It either has to go around or through. Less than, like, he's at least three blocks away, so he's not within range yet. Yeah, but I'm doing it anyways. If only only Bruce was here to enlarge himself. I don't want to hear that after we talk about three feet of wood. Uh, (laughs) Damn. Uh, So I I hop on the radio. Hey... Uh. Uh, Lord Grimm, uh, we gotta go soon. I understand you have been running your own errands and stuff, but we really gotta get this plan rolling because we don't have a lot of time, in your own words. So if you could get back to us within next few minutes, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, copy, over, out. How do you use <laughs> <laughs> You get nothing back. You get, sta- you, Are- get the, you get the magical equivalent of static. Are we waiting for him then for a few minutes? I don't, I, I... Give him three more, I guess. All right, I'm going to shuffle off into a corner, and I'd like to do something. Oh, no. What is that? Oh, no. I would like to take Bruce's boots out of my bag. Oh, no. <laughs> He's going to make me cry. I would like to I would like to put them on, even though they are comically large. I would like to put them on and practice tying my shoes. He, I knew it. He was going to make me cry. Roll a intelligence check to tie shoes? <laughs> I have no idea what my intelligence status will look. He's never had to use it. It's probably a flat <laughs> 20 for you. Oh, wow. The DC, the DC not, is so low to tie shoes. It's not a negative. 
Holy shit. It's not negative. You didn't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to teach you to read. Eventually, you probably learn how to... Well, maybe not. <laughs> uh, three plus one. Clearly, I haven't practiced in some time. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're also big shoes. It's so very you true. end up just taking the shoelaces and wrapping them like around your leg up to your knee? Oh, sorry. Uh, you put you you go up in the shoes and they they that you you literally can't touch the bottom of the boot because your crotch just rides them and you try to tie them on. I I uh, I, I expected this. I told him this. Big Big Brother Dylan's gonna walk over, take a knee, and undo them and try and show him how to do it properly. Mainly, I was just going to put them on because he told me something would happen. He swore up and down something would happen. Clearly, nothing has happened. Here, let's let's try and do this this way. Here, first you you grab the two rabbit ears. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm I'm more familiar with loop, swoop, and pull, but they're they're just really big on this one. And I can't do it. I know. With these ones, you might want to have to do just straight rabbit ears. Are there other ways? I only know the one way. There's actually like I I can't remember the amount, but I know it's like five or something different ways to tie shoes. It's yeah. really weird. There, there's different rhymes too. I I my favorite is over o- over under around and through. That's how Batu ties a shoe because I'm a big fan of Rockadoodle. But uh, <laughs> just, I mean I, I uh, like to use loop swoop and pull because I'm a big fan of Big Daddy. But all right, there we'll, you go. We'll do we'll do loop swoop and pull. Hey audience, apply your favorite as Dylan ties the shoes, and as soon as like the the shoe gets tightened down. You watch the shoe shrink down to f- perfectly fit Roy's feet. Well, that's horrifying. Uh, do do shoes normally do that? When you tie them, right? Dale says. <laughs> uh, Don't lie to him. <laughs> I guess. I guess out of game. Jay, what are these fucking boots? Uh, they legit only have the minor property of fitting the wearer. Amazing. Oh, amazing. God damn it. Okay. Well, you know what. When you when you you, they they all they the magic property is they just fit the wearer, but they also you know uh, as you click click your heel now that they fit well you tap down and a boot knife kicks out of the front. (laughs) There it is. Uh, And also you realize that there is a knife strapped on the inside seam of the boot. uh, I take it out. So here's here's something that Mitch didn't tell me, and I'm going to ask you guys your opinion. Should when he pull out, should it be comically large, or should the knife <laughs> be small? It if, should be like a if short that sword. isn't a magic knife. It fucking, no, 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 no. If it shrinks to fit me, it needs to, it can't, it, it has to change size with the boot. If it's not a magic knife, the knife doesn't change. Yeah, but if it's a magic boot, if and it's it changes the one, size of things. <laughs> it's a boot of holding. So you're saying when I take it out, does it go back to normal size? Yes. I will not. I will not accept anything else. It's a short else. sword. All right. Canonically, Bruce has stated that his boot knife is short sword size. So he has pull, said as, that. And you realize that there's a knife in the sheath, and you pull it out. And the moment you pull, like as you pull it out, you feel it grow in your hand, and you realize you're now holding a full-on short sword, which is weird because the handle of it was like shiv size when it was in the boot. Dylan, for the love of God, step back. <laughs> <laughs> now, how? If I put it back in, it's not going to just cut my fucking foot off, right? No. Is it going to shrink, like, gradually? Does it need to be all the way in the foot? How does this work? He didn't tell me. Uh, Roy, I think you'll figure out how to walk in his shoes pretty well. I don't think you need my help. It's just a short sword. It's just, it's, it's Bruce's boot knife. Dylan, Dylan walks away. Does does Bruce's boot knife have specific stats, or should I just use a short sword stat? No, he's he's had it since level one, so they're not magic. Um... 
at all. The 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 the, the weapons are just there. All right, cool. I will add it to my inventory, I guess. Add a short sword. Uh, fuck. <laughs> add a short sword and a dagger because the dagger is in your toe. Yeah. Yeah. Grim, are you j- retreating slowly or quickly from the situation? Get the fuck out of here slowly. I was already on my way out. All right. So it doesn't take for more than a full, a couple minutes of full out sprinting. Uh, Randall, are you sending messages or are you just waiting? No, I, I sent the one. Yeah, I got the... static back. So it's the assumption that he's too far away from me. I don't okay. know what he's doing. All right. So, Grim, do you have the phone? The Yoon phone. Of course I have the, the Yoon phone. phone. Yeah. You have the Yoon phone? Uh, you come yeah. within 120 feet of the tinderbox, and the phone goes, did it? It, I, I it flies out of my pocket phone. whenever it's got a message. So it flies out of my pocket. I tap it as it floats in the air. <laughs> yep. And you hear uh, Dylan's uh, message to you that he said earlier. It does that? <laughs> yeah. This is news to me. I've made it, Wait, co- it. I've made it save sendings and messages for when you can receive them. Oh, I forgot about that. Fine. You, you've never seen it work for messages. All right. Let's it's just under get to a, it. Yeah. You click it, and a different app opens that you've never seen, that you've never noticed before, and it, it pops up with a blue text <laughs> instead of a red one. It's it's messenger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I receive the message, and then I immediately just like, in my head, I'm like, uh, "Be ready to move as soon as I get there, because unfortunately, I may be dragging something bigger into this, and I cannot explain any further because I am very busy running." I thought he runs out of his word count. <laughs> Actually, message is a cantrip, so it's not really re- as restricted, I think. Oh, really? I, yeah. I have no idea. You can do 120 feet. The spell doesn't ha- have to allow line of sight and can travel freely around corners. The target and only the target hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. The range and uh, and a, like oh. amount is technically not spelled out. It Basically, as a DM, I can be like, okay, it's a new round if you want to continue that. Like, I'd have to, okay. like, I can make an argument that if it took you more than six seconds to say, you're done. But but message is a so, little a little more free flowing just because it's a cantrip. So Dylan's sitting there and he's reading these papers. He's like, oh, almost time. And then all of a sudden he gets a really fast paced message from Uncle Grim. Ha! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody up! Everybody up! Grim did something. Grim did something. Everybody what? up! Grab your shit. Meet me on the rooftop. So Gr- Granlin has already gotten people like up and about. They're already ready to go because the moment Molian showed up and told them this situation, they're like, okay, we need to go somewhere. Now we need to move to wherever we're going to going. So Granlin is going. All right, everyone, you heard him. We we're already in a rush. Now we're in more of one. Let's go. Let's go. We're heading north. We're going to see if we can, maybe get on a boat to the docks. So we can sail south. Right. Put your boot knife away. Stop playing with it. You're go blind. Get the fuck. We're going. We're I'm going, going to need. I'm going to need every priestess to prepare magic to control water. We're going to have a rough drive on this ship if we get one. Fuck. Eventually, up on the rooftop, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> so as you guys are, st- are all filing single file out of the tinderbox and kind of piling into the city street along the rooftop, uh, Dylan, passive perception, you see the shadowed form of Grim um, moving quietly but swiftly, like hopping and teleporting just uh, along the roofs. And oh shit, it's a fiddler. Yeah, and he uh, he runs out of rooftop and he lands in the uh, the city square that you guys have. And you guys have come. But as he does that, flooding out of some of the alleyways and shit, you see rats. Lots and lots of rats. Grim, I say this with absolute respect to you, your position, and everything you've done for us. What the fuck did you do? Uh-huh. 
Listen, all right, I, I made a connection between the people and the heart, and I really do not have much time to talk about it. I would love to really dive into this. You made a really cool connection, and now we're being chased by rats. Yep. I'm more worried about the that rats. That sounds like it. Moving on. <laughs> Let's go. That's enough for me, Grim. Pan is on my you. heels, and he's really making me do something I don't want to Pan. do. That is all I can tell you. Grim, I trust you. I understand. Let's go. So Gremlin, Gremlin, who's standing with you guys, she quickly barks, ladies, buy us time. And three of the priestesses just step up. They all cast a spell magic in a wave in front of the alleyways. You watch as big hordes of rats disperse, and Gremlin goes, that bought us minutes at the most. Let's go. I walk up to Gren- I run up to Granlin, and I, like, I've never gotten so in Granlin's face before. I, like, fucking- I, I crook my cane, and I go, Get rid of this suggestion. Is that at all possible? You're the most powerful person that I could think of to be able to do this, and I need it gone. Yeah, I could do that. Of course, dear. May the wisdom of Vespera feel your wisdom and keep you strong forever. She touches you on the shoulder, and she casts a spell magic. All right, sick. Mullion, Dalis, Sandra, oh, we're moving. Yes. We're, we're going. Oh. We're going. It's good to be me again. So the, the people are already moving. Mullion is shuffling people. You and you and Mullion are just like doing fingers, like go, like slapping people on the ass like they're going out to the big game. Like, go, go, go. Mullion, grab Daedalus. And now I just imagine Mullion reaches over, puts him under his arm, and just keeps doing what he is doing. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, Pan isn't running either. He's walking down the street playing the pipes the whole time you were fleeing from him, Grim. So he's not in like a full chase mode. Um, like I said, your insight earlier leads you to believe that Pan... If he has any control over what he's doing, he's not going all out yet. Like, but he is compelled to do so. Much like the suggestion spell he put on you, he is compelled to do this more than he wishes to, from what you know. You're not certain if maybe he does in the long term, but you did get the feeling that he could be chasing you flat out. Like, you know he can fly. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, all right, let's go. I take one last moment and I look over, I, I, I go to Grandlin and I go, I know you're going to be very busy, and I don't wish to distract you from that. Do you and your followers know this banishment spell? I'm aware you do. I know you do. But you may be too busy. Does Sandra know it? Yes, most of us know it. Uh, we'd probably, if most of us would have had it prepared. What I will say is, if he's fey, we could send him away. But the fact that you fairies have been coming back and forth through the world... How much time would it buy you? Enough. Okay. If you see him, or if any of your following, or your flock, see him, banish him right away. Every time you see him, every bit behind he could be is better for us. Granlin, who has had her hand on you since she, uh, she cast a spell magic, just nods her head. All right, um, take my place here and make sure they get toward the docks. Give me a moment. And she steps forward. It into this sea of rats, sweeping her, her hobbard like it's a fucking broom, just scattering the ones that are there, and you watch her start to pray. I I take what she did and what she said very seriously, so I am immediately, without question, stepping right into the role that she was doing. Like, everything that she was saying before, if, if I heard it, I just repeat <laughs> it, and I, 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 like, I'm more forceful than she is, like, because she's always got, like, well, most of the time has, like, a little nicety to her, and there's just zero. It's like, listen, you, listen, everyone, we have to do this. It was an order I was given. I, we're going. <laughs> go, go, go. A bright salmon light shines out from her, and you watch uh, Pan, who seems to be in a bit of a daze, walking straight at her. 
He's trying to call rats. They're practically piling up over, but they're, they can't seem to get past this field of light that she starts emitting, this salmon-colored light. And she's just like, Listen here, you child ceiling little shit. Be gone. And she just fucking butt-strikes him with the haft of her, ha of her halberd, and he fucking, with a clap of thunder and the ending of the Sound of Pipes, he disappears from the world. And that's the last thing you guys see, as rats block off your vision of Granlin. Fuck that, I run forward and I cast Synaptic Static. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, you cast forward Synaptic Static, and you immediately see uh, just a wave of these rats just sort of die in front of you, and she's just walking forward, picking rats and throwing them off. They're just rats, dear. <laughs> but thank you, Roy. And she puts, you, puts her hand on you and she casts Bless. Rad. <laughs> Yeah, Grim for no se second is one worried about her or two going to stop doing the one thing she asked him to do, which is a fair payment for what he asked. That's fine. You guys do that. She puts her hand on Roy's shoulder, casts bless, then grabs Roy's shoulder, puts her, puts Roy on her shoulder, and follows everybody else. Awesome. Don't let in your boots. Let's fucking go. <laughs> she, as you guys move through the city, she does say, "If he keeps coming back, it'll buy us maybe a minute. He'll show back up." Do you... Should it come to it, should I kill him? Oh, fuck. We can hold it off for a little while, but should it come to it, we will kill him. You and I. That's good. Yeah, it's my fight. Popcorn. That's good, because that barely worked. I felt it. He's strong, Grim. I'm aware. What did you do? I thought we were tight. Yeah, I thought we were cool. Uh, I'm still, like, moving people and doing the thing, but I'm going to try to, like, while doing what I'm what I'm doing, um, I'm going to try to explain. So it's going to be, I'm going to try to express how scattered that is as I do it. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's keep moving. Okay, so this is, this, uh, yeah, move! Granlin takes the back is... control of leading the, the group. Perfect. Uh, okay, so I tapped in, I used the mantle as a focus to tap what? into fey energies, uh, hoping to Ooh. maybe drive people in a direction or learn more about that... where I could, how I could use the the things at my disposal to achieve your goals. Now, here's the only downside. It did drive Pan slightly mad. He really <laughs> wants this mantle. And I wasn't aware he was close enough to have been affected. To be entirely honest, I have made a bit of a misstep and an error. But this is on me. And you need not worry about it. Keep doing what you do. And if I have to run all the way until tomorrow, I will make sure that he does not interrupt whatever's going on. Grim, first, I don't want to hear a complaint about us go not following the plan next time. Two, <laughs> of course it concerns us. You're one of us. So, no, you're not going to fucking go off on your own running away. That's, no, that's not how any of this works. I and three, fuck! I've got a question. Oh, also, I did talk to Hornig, and Hornig is holding out, and, and, and he's getting the message across best he can. Uh, yes, this is where we're at. Uh, I think I've covered everything. Also, beautiful connection between people and city and <laughs> life force I've learned about. Not something I'm going to talk about much at all, because you know what? It's only slightly matters to any of you. I have a question. Um, so you attracted Pan with all that. Anybody else? Oh, no. Her? Fuck. Roy's gonna become a dad. So far, no. <laughs> and, oh. and he he smiles. 
God. From, the distinct smile he does. From the God. distance, you hear the sound of several bestial roars that you know would never live in a city. Dylan's cold staring grim. Fuck. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> grim, I hate you. Hey, Tavern Goers. Thank you again for joining us for another adventure on Torchlit Tavern. Hopefully you've been listening to us up to our finale, but if not, you can find a summary of the story so far after episode 101. If you're looking for other ways to listen to us, you can find us on any podcasting service. Don't forget to rate, like, and review. It helps so much. We have no designs on any vast empire, but the more you help, the more we can share our small, silly story with others. If you wish to reach out to us, you can contact us directly at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. Jeff can be found at big underscore J underscore the bad man. Randall can be found at Argo Omega. Mitch can be found at Bane Armory. Ryan can be found at Ryan SCB Santos. And I am at Agent Beige. Our theme song was written and originally performed by Mason Santos. All music and sound effects for this episode were brought to you by Epidemic Sound. Check out our referral link to their website in the episode description. This episode was edited by Ryan Santos and Jameson Oxford. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget, Heroes is boring.